Hello, and welcome to A Sparkling Vintage Life, Episode 4. I'm your host, Jennifer Leo, and it's February 27th, 2019, as I record this. Today we're talking about charm. What is it? Who has it? And is it even something we still need in this modern world? I think you can anticipate what I'm going to say. But first, here's a brief catch-up on my writing life. My first two books, You're the Cream in My Coffee and Ain't Misbehavin', are in the process of getting their covers redesigned. While personally, I've always liked the current covers, the publisher thinks that updated covers will help the books be more recognizable as what they are, which is historical romance. With new covers, they will look more in keeping with the historical romance genre, This is important to readers so that they know what kind of story they're getting. So now, instead of the current illustrations, the kind of cartoonish-looking women on the covers, each book will soon show a couple in 1920s clothing, posed in front of a vintage-looking Chicago backdrop. I do like the new covers, and I hope you will too. They're not quite official yet, but if you would like to see a sneak peek, I'll post them in the show notes. Probably by the time you're listening to this, they'll already be live on the books in Amazon. In other news, my newest book, Songbird and Other Stories, is now available on Amazon in both ebook and soon print editions. Songbird and Other Stories is a collection of short stories set in the 1920s. They largely grew out of extra scenes or material I just ended up not using in You're the Cream in My Coffee and Ain't Misbehavin', Um, but stuff that I kind of thought was too good to waste, so I used them in stories. The characters in the novels also appear in the stories, so you'll see Marjorie and Dot and Helen in the stories. The title story, Songbird, is in fact a prequel to Ain't Misbehavin'. So if you've not read any of my fiction yet, Songbird's a good way to sample it. And now on to our topic for today. What is charm? Charm is one of those vintage-sounding concepts we don't hear much about nowadays. It brings to mind charm school, where young ladies used to learn how to use proper table manners and how to make introductions and how to sit properly without slouching. In recent years, the idea of charm school has become something of a joke, like home economics, one of those fusty old subjects that only old people and fuss budgets care about. Well, I've got some news. I've heard that home economics is making a comeback in schools. I just read an article about it, and I was going to make that a future topic on the podcast. And if you ask me, charm school should make a comeback, too. In today's divisive and abrasive social and political climate, charm and tact are needed more than ever to reduce the friction between people. And reducing friction between people is the whole point of charm. As the old saying goes, you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar, if flies are indeed what you're looking to catch. But back to our question. What is charm anyway? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary describes charm as a trait that fascinates, allures, or delights. 
To charm someone means to affect them as if by magic, to please, soothe, and delight them, to hold a compelling attraction. So it's not unrelated to the other meaning of charm as a magical spell, an enchantment, or a talisman, as in a lucky charm. But there's no real magic to the personality kind of charm, just a pleasant personality and consideration for others. The the turn-of-the-century writer Fanny Hurst defined charm this way, Charm is an odorless perfume which cannot be analyzed in the chemist's test tube. It is a permeation, a radiation. It emanates from the climate of a warm human spirit, which not only contains light, but gives it off. I like that. In the 1942 edition of her book, The Woman You Want to Be, Marjorie Wilson writes, Charm lies in complete forgetfulness of self. Note that by forgetfulness of self, she's not calling for self-neglect or rigid, ascetic self-denial, but perhaps for a little less self-absorption than some people are accustomed to. One way to do this, she says, is to call out the best in others, not in a false way, but genuine. Charm is not flattery. However, Honest compliments and kind words are components of charm. Look for people's good points and speak them out loud. Use the power of words and actions to encourage, nourish, and heal others, something we women tend to be naturally good at. Now, I know at least a few of you are probably remembering um, a Bible verse about charm. Um, It's Proverbs 31.30, and it says, Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I think that goes right along with this idea we've been talking about of charm being authentic. If you have a a heart that fears the Lord, your charm will not be deceptive. It will flow honestly from a good and gracious heart. Thanks to the Lord. Marjorie Wilson writes, Nothing is so endearing as to make someone feel that you are interested in his or her welfare, that you appreciate her abilities and are amused by his wit. Don't overdo it, though, she warns. (laughs) Compliments lose their punch if they're repeated too often. One or two in the course of an evening is enough. She also points out that complaining is not charming. Live a life that's full and rich and mellow, she writes, and seek out others who do the same. Drink in beauty and kindness from every possible source. Stop being so aware of what you don't like. We all know people who hate this and hate that, and we'd like to hear sometimes the things they really do like. Veronica Dengel wrote a book in 1943, I think it was, and I'm looking for my copy. Here it is, because she said something interesting, too, about charm. She said, every woman has charm, and I would argue many men do, too. It's not a uh, gender-specific trait. Every woman has charm, although in many it is latent because no effort has been made to bring it out. 
Charm is your power over people, your ability to make them happy and at ease in your presence, your method of saying and doing the little everyday bits, which added together make life a delight. Charm is grace, smoothness, rhythm, coordination of mind and body. Charm is an inner strength which controls your impulses. It disciplines your mind and manages your actions so that always and always you say what is right and do what is right. You are what is right. To be charming means to know what to do and how to do it, and then to do it graciously without self-consciousness. That was Veronica Dangle, and I would also like to add that this is only possible through the grace of God that we can even approach this topic because on our own we can't do any of this. What other things is charm not? Well, it's not manipulation. It would be if we were actually casting some kind of spell rendering another person powerless, but we're not. This isn't bewitched. We're simply bringing out the best in them and in ourselves. Being charming also doesn't mean being inauthentic or fake. A charming outside can maybe mask an insincere inside for a while, but not for long. Writing for teens in the 1940s, Eleanor Boykin wrote, Naturalness, accompanied by good manners, almost invariably charms. Pretense is sure to repel. It does not matter whether you are the quiet type or the talkative type. Both types may be delightful. Some people prefer a modest pearl, well-rounded and polished, to the brilliant diamond fancifully cut. Be content to be the kind of person you are by nature, and strive only to get rid of flaws and smooth off the rough edges. Be a good friend, and you will have friends aplenty. In her 1938 book, Charm and Personality, Marianne Mead said this, No one knows exactly what electricity is, yet man knows how to produce it and use it. In the same manner, no one knows exactly what charm is, yet we know its component parts and can develop them in ourselves. Charm is difficult to describe because no one thing produces it. It's a combination of many things. Mead goes on to say that the foundation of charm is good health that results in energy, vitality, friendliness, optimism, and a happy frame of mind. So it's important to pay attention to the proper rest, food, exercise, and care your body needs. While health and good grooming are important aspects of charm, Miss Mead notes that others are equally important, such as good manners, conduct in public places, table manners, and the ability to hold a civil conversation. It seems to me that a little charm would go a long way to easing some of today's rampant rudeness at home and in public, and vitriolic debates and squabbles both on social media and in person. As actress Arlene Dahl wrote in 1960, there is nothing weak or ineffectual in understanding the other person's point of view, or at least listening to it, with something other than patronizing patience. The generosity of goodwill is not going to set civilization back even a little bit. I have to agree with that. 
Writing in the early days of American involvement in World War II, Marjorie Wilson summed up her book on charm with this note. And even though this was 1942, I think it has a lot to say about today's climate. She wrote, People are feeling so discouraged these days. Their hearts are heavy and their spirits sag. Be like a clean, fresh source of water that soothes and refreshes. How do you define charm? What are some ways you think charm could make a comeback in our lives? Feel free to leave a comment at sparklingvintagelife.com podcast. Look for episode four, where I'll also leave the show notes. And I'll be back in a moment with today's grace note. Today's grace note is a giveaway. I'd like to give away a book to each of three winners. Each winner will receive a signed copy of one of my books, You're the Cream in My Coffee, Ain't Misbehavin', or Songbird and Other Stories. All the books are set in the 1920s and are very clean and wholesome stories. I think you'll love them, but if you're not much of a fiction reader yourself, they'd also make great gifts for any book-loving woman on your list, from your teen daughter to your grandma. All I ask is that you hop on over to iTunes.com and leave a review for this podcast. Then drop me a line at jennifer at sparklingvintagelife.com telling me you did so, and then you'll be entered into a drawing for the books. I'll put all the relevant links in the show notes at sparklingvintagelife.com slash podcast episode four. That's it for today. Have a lovely week, stay warm, and tune in again next Thursday when I'll be back with another topic on a sparkling vintage life. 